And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Well, guess what? Here we are. Zuckerman and I, here we are. We're still alive. I hope you're doing well. I hope your family's doing well. I hope your friends are doing well. There's uh, there's an interesting psychology in the air. Um, I don't know if you feel this, Zuckerman, but it feels like we've already... For me, I'm already through it. Everything's over. I've done everything right. Here I am. And I can start to relax. <laughs> Do you feel that this... I feel like there's this collective bad psychology going on that everything's fine now. It's summery. It's warm out. <laughs> We've been at this for seven or eight weeks and enough is enough. Are you insane? <laughs> is that what people really think? I, I, I am fighting that psychology uh, every day. Yeah. To remind myself. And now I'm going back to reading more news to go, hey, it things is, are actually kind of worse than they were when we started. It is not over, sir. And the, right. And right. No, it, I'm, I'm speaking about just a collective feeling. Yes. But now, you know, this weekend, the collective feeling of, as I observed, was it was over. We went out to Malibu and. I could not handle being in the parking lot. There were lot. too many people there, were, yeah. And you seemed okay. I had to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm fine outside. I don't, I don't quite worry mm, about things outside. There were too outside. many winners of the Daily Double there, what I don't, what I, you, know, <laughs> you know what that means? No, go ahead. Fat and stupid, okay? <laughs> That's the Daily Double winner, fat and stupid. And Our favorite combination. Yes. We love fat, those guys. Fat and stupid. And I kind of count myself in that category. <laughs> well, okay, there were a lot of people there I liked, but to get there, there <clears> as you say, people had decided that despite what really is happening out there seven or six or five weeks whatever it's been was quite enough and now it's just time to take off i don't my think i don't think that i'm speaking about two different things I, those folks i think watch a different news than you and i watch so they're and this happens and i'm sure it's happening across america everybody makes their news choices uh, obvious choices right and the people who are watching the Fox Newses and these other places that are saying it's time to open up, I can I see them in my life because they're trying to set play dates with my kids. I've had to shut down play dates. Uh, you know, our friend uh, uh, John uh, talked about somebody in his neighborhood had a barbecue going on. He couldn't understand that. They're like, "Hey, we're going to start a barbecue," but it's very easy with all of all of the play dates trying to be set in my little circle. I I know for a fact what news they're watching, and that's the the difference in opinion. I, I was would, I, I was I, speaking to a different psychological phenomena, though. Denial? No, this collective. You know, you know when you watch a movie that we're all kind of in the same headspace as we go through the movie, and if it hooks okay. you in, you get there to the end, but maybe halfway through you're like, eh, this is never going to get better. I'm kind of going to bail on it. <laughs> There's a collective feeling with this one, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm saying this is, this is my thinking gone wrong, that you, you just lifted a leg and farted, Zuckerman. I did. No, that is that is so defamatory, <laughs> libelous, slanderous. What Why would you what say that? What did you that? do? 
Why well, I'm fixing my. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yes, exactly. This is ridiculous. I Why am did shifting. you laugh? If you had shifted and not laughed, I would have said you weren't farting. You're being insane, Ferris. I'm too <laughs> now tired. you're turning red. I'm too tired to fart, and now you're casting aspersions on me. I'm so tired right now. Well, I that's... told you that last night at three in the morning, a bird. What happened? A bird that must have been a bird. A, a bird got confused. And decided to do its morning song yes. as loud as could be. And we're talking, this was no regular bird. This must have been some sort of mockingbird, mockingbird, mocking jay. It was unbelievable how loud this fucking bird was. As long was. as there have been men and birds, there has been this battle between men and birds. He's not but, supposed to wake up at three in the morning. He's supposed to know it's when dawn is coming. Well, maybe he had a little bit too much coffee, but why... Why don't you have one of those white noise why, machines? Why do I want a white noise machine? Normally, I sleep. For this. Okay, this is a once-in-a-year thing, Ferriston. Then why I don't are you complaining about it? Because I'm tired today, <laughs> and I don't know why the bird was was up. Look, BB guns are a simple solution to this Oh, problem. I should really wake up. I should lose all the sleep. You said I should you get up, all... and you're checking your phone anyways. Why not go to the, and the kill a bird and get the BB gun and shoot the in bird? In the dark. In the dark, I'll end up getting shot in the head by the cops. That's what will happen. I have found that any sort of nighttime creature is very responsive to a tangerine being thrown at it. <laughs> you have to know where it is. This thing sounded, I sounded, it sounded like I was in the Amazon, this thing. Yeah. General directions work. You just have to hit the head of the tree somewhere it and it rattles. It had ten different calls. Ten distinct calls. I don't know where this thing was from and what it was doing. Do one of the and, calls for us. Uh, you're the bird man. I'm not. I am a junior ornithologist. Go yes, ahead. You, Maybe I, I can guess this bird. Go ahead. I don't do bird calls. Just tell me what it was like. There were. I told you there were Just 10 Just give us a sound. Something. I'm not doing sounds for you. Come on. Woo, woo, woo. And then <laughs> kick, 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 kick. Woo, 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 woo. Woo, kick, 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 kick. I just wanted you to do that. <laughs> you wanted that? Do you know what that is? It sounds like the mockingbird. The mockingbirds are motherfuckers. They they do that sort of stuff at, at all. They, they're not good birds. I didn't know we had mockingbirds. To kill a mockingbird. And where was that? Where did that take place? It doesn't matter. It could take place in your backyard last okay, night. I've never seen a mockingbird in L.A. That's somewhere in the oh, south. Oh, they're here. Oh, no, no. They're here. For oh, sure. Oh, no, no, no. You should see Ferriston's I'll face tell you when why. he tells me that. I get oh, annoyed. no, no. With his race. I get annoyed by birds, too. And the parrots and the mockingbirds are my top two. Then the third, maybe the crows. But I like crows. They're smart. They're crafty. They work together. This bird would be the perfect bird to go to somebody, somebody who is doing some of the white marching powder if they were up somebody up all night long this bird would be the perfect torment to kill somebody's high yeah, this is right. if this bird's a fucking high killer yeah. right he would have who if if somebody was tweaking he'd have that person out right of you're running out of time mind. daylight is coming daylight is coming the cops are coming and <laughs> Maybe we're running out <laughs> just call 911 bird right you just call the cops on yourself take me away and end this misery. Yeah. Yeah. There now you back go. to the people, though. Back Don't forget to... about that. Let's talk about cars. Okay. I'm already through it. I'm already through all of it. My only point was just continue to be careful, everybody. This thing is still out there, and I'm having to remind myself of that. That's why I wanted to say it out loud, to remember today, to wash my hands five times and not do stupid things. Anyway, the Zagato Zuckerman. Amazing. 
We've been posting it. It's hugely popular. People want to know our review of it. I feel like we've talked about this thing a lot, but we haven't really talked about the Will Hoyt version of it, right? Yes. Um, it came back to us on Friday. Yes. Is that it? Or Saturday on morning? On Friday. And you and I have both been banging it around. It was a little hot this weekend, but we took it on different days and drove it a lot. And um, I don't know. Why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell, give me your driving impressions? And your thoughts, and and oh, well, why don't we why don't we do this? Just we're always assuming that everybody knows everything about this car. Let me just give you a couple stats of what this car is, because that was a common question we were getting out in Malibu. It begins in Zagato in the factories. The Porsche 356 Carrera Zagato Coupe, sanctioned loss 1959, as they are going through their own extensive archives to find photographic material on the Zagato Porsche 356 Speedster, which was the Claude Stories. Is that how he pronounces his name, Carr? Mm. The fellow who had it originally in 1958, mm-hmm. 59, and then raced it and then was 86. A very interesting drawing emerges, depicting an elegant, an elegante coupe. Based, on the, coupe based on the 356 Carrera, coupe. dated 1959. It indicates an advanced step in production process. Then also, they found the final sketches of this car that we are driving. Despite the fact that there is no information regarding this model, they presume, Zuckerman, and I, never, I missed this until I was reading it this morning, that it, it was built and it was produced and vanished. So like this, the, the Spider... It was crashed and it disappeared, but it, we, there's records of it racing. They're presuming that this car I was would, also built. I would like to see their paper files from that era. Well, some of those, some of those paper files are in the presentation brochure. The original sketches right. were, right? So the, the, the uh, Porsche Carrera Zagato Coupe sanction loss took shape, and they built nine units, of which this is unit number seven. Porsche was brought in and given the presentation for this car and had to approve it. Um, the car was delivered to us a year, no, less than a year ago I in August. In August, yes. We did not have time to sort the car when it was delivered. It was kind of shipped right off to Monterey and to Pebble Beach. And uh, after that, we had some notes. We sent it down to John Wilhoyt, Wilhoyt Auto Restoration in Long Beach, to begin the fettling, right? Fine fettling. The fine fettling. I'm going to get a tissue. You continue. Well, Will Hoyt had the car for some time. He had to address a couple of issues. As we discussed, there was an issue with the gas tank in particular. This was a uh, handcrafted gas tank that didn't quite function as it should have, and it had some issues. Additionally, um, we had him go through the engine and build it out to true Will Hoyt Super 90 Well, that's, specs. I mean, it was during that uh, look, right? Because we really expected this to be just a couple of weeks in Will Hoyt's shop. Yeah. But Will Hoyt very quickly got back to us and said he had checked with a friend of, in Switzerland and the VIN number on the chassis and the engine, it's a matching number engine and chassis from a 1961, 356, what do they call those, BT5s? Yes. And... It was discovered this was a Super 90 engine, which is a special engine that was made in those years. 90 horsepower, right? The, the 90 stands for Super 90. And he called up and said, would you like to tear this thing down and start over and make it a Super 90 engine? And, and, and we said, of course, yes. Well, we first said, well, what does that cost? <laughs> 
apparently, yes. <laughs> but we, we uh, did say yes because we were busy doing other things. Yeah. Now, cut to now. <laughs> this is when the car is coming back. Um, we've made uh, a lot of little modifications and improvements here and there from what Zagato put together. And then most of them unnecessary and just things we wanted to do now that we had more horsepower. Obviously, uh, the car dynoed at 126 horsepower, so John gave it a little extra oomph. I don't remember having that conversation with him, but we gave him kind of carte blanche. I'm glad we did do that. Um, uh, but when we did up the horsepower, we had to up other components, like the, the brakes especially. Right. Um, I don't remember what else. I think we did wheels. We used the Techno Magnesos. We did the CN36s on the wheels. A lot of work went into the car, a lot of thinking. It was returned to us Friday. I'll just start. I, I took delivery of the car because you were at work, right? So right. I, I came down with Jack and, and, and Steve Abrams to drop the car off for us and pulled it out. And I had to bring it around the block here. It was very hot that day. And, and you were very smart to point out, don't take a first drive on a super hot day. You'll hate your car, and you're right. But I did have to drive it around the block here because it's a one-way street. And right away, on that first drive and that first gear, I knew Tremendous. something wild and special had happened. Absolutely. Right? When you wind out, you know that feeling when you wind out first gear, and it goes, wow, wow, wow. There is so much <laughs> power, so much <laughs> torque. In this thing now, when yeah. combined with the lightness of Zagato's aluminum build, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and and mind you, the car was not slow when we first got it. No, you could feel and, the lightness, and you could feel the lightness. <laughs> and I believe, as a true Super Ninety, you would have plenty of power. What we have here now is a little. Five fire breathing dragon, a dragonette. Yeah, no, I call it a yellow jacket because yeah. when when you met me down the street from my house, usually we meet at this little cul-de-sac and we stop for a second and then we get back on sunset and go down to Bill's. This time Zuckerman came whipping around the corner and we have these European yellow headlights in there, which I'm so psyched we put on. So all, I just see this yellow yellow jacket, this bee come by, and you with your open collar shit going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and this sound, this deafening yeah, sound. The sea breeze sauce. It was such an amazing, funny image, and then you went right by me and then right on to Sunset, and I had to chase you on the GT2 RS, in the GT2 RS, which, by the way, you wouldn't think these two cars could keep up. They that keep little up. car is keeping up just fine with the GT2 RS. Right? Absolutely. We've got to do a little bit of testing on this for 0 to 60 and otherwise. I'd like to know, first and foremost, what does this weigh? Because we're in a 550 category, I think, it, right? It's a little gotta more? Be, it's got to be 1,700 pounds. I can't imagine it being any more than 1,700, maybe as light as 1,500. Yeah. And we've got, we've got four gears to run through. Um, the, the, I forget the torque. I think he said 130 yeah. pounds and it's, of torque. And it's, and it's it, everywhere I drove it. I, I mean, down here in the 405 this morning, fantastically smooth. And here's a little, it's got this little uh, race car uh, experience that reminded me of Jerry's 550. Remember that he, we were driving that 550 back when we do Drive Jerry Shit Day in yeah. April, which is coming, which is right now, by the way. Don't think it's going to happen. But remember how they either, race cars either are pulling or slowing. Right. They're very. This is not that bad, but it's got a little element of it just always wants Handy. to go faster, right? So I found yesterday, 
on the PCH, I was always in third gear for a cruise. If I went into right. fourth, this car was going, get me Way up to 120, fast. get me up to 140. Like, it was really insane. On the highway, in fourth gear at 70 on the 405, it was beautiful and really smooth, and it felt like it was going really straight. This car has really blown my mind, Zuckerman. And then forget about it driving it around town, Right. You drove it up there, and pictures start popping up. People know are like noticing it and going, "Oh my God!" and sending us pictures of it. I'm driving it uh, out to the grocery store last night with young Jack Ferriston, <laughs> and on the way back, I was photographed two or three times in the car, which was really People funny. Spot this. They know the car already. They they seem to know it from our Instagram feed, and it's and it's you know. Uh, it's hugely popular. There's no other way to put it. It's really a special Eye candy. It thing. appeals. Yeah. It actually appeals. It's got a great sound. It's got a loud sound, um, which, again, reminds me of a 550. And the thing is fast. Fast. I would have to estimate this thing's got to be doing 0 to 60 in 5 seconds or under the way it's set up. It is so light. It propels so quick with the weight on the back tires. It gets the power to the ground, and you go. This is, a, this is a fast car, even by today's standards. When I first drove it, I hopped on the 405 going up the hill towards sunset, and I looked over at the speedometer, which was registering close to 100 miles per hour, and I, and I was dubious. I thought I couldn't possibly be going <laughs> that fast in this thing. And, you know, the, on these old cars, the speed was never really calibrated. So I switched over to Waze, which will tell you how fast you're going. And I was going 100. And I was going up the hill towards Sunset Boulevard from Wilshire. And it was pulling fast. And so I went faster. I went faster. And... <laughs> well, there's a lot of open road there. Yes, there's a lot of open road. And this thing would, in theory... If you, didn't, if you wanted to test how brave you were, I bet it would go close to 135, 40 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, you'd probably die. Uh, but, but the sensation it, of speed is so extreme in it. It really is great. I'll tell you what else. These are stupid little observations about it. I have, you know, bunches of speed bumps to get up and down the hill to my house. It's not bad. It's another car that takes those bumps perfectly because of the bad. short, short wheelbase. Really not bad. What I find right now um, is that the suspension, Will Hoyt has the suspension so tight, it'll wear in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit jinky. Um, it's, I think that could be the seat because I like the suspension. Yeah. I, I haven't. Did you have a chance to turn it at all? I didn't take it around turns fast. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I should say the steering <clears throat> and handling, the suspension, the steering, it's all fresh and tight right now. Right, right. Which means that it's... It's got a it's got a little bit of oversteer to it. It 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 turns in really quick. Um, yeah, and uh, and so it really you you have to be sensitive on the steering wheel right now. Uh, it's like if, if it's like if you imagine <clears throat> sitting in your chair right now and someone just wrapping you in aluminum. That's how big this thing is. It is like it's, your feet really are up against the headlights underneath. I, I, I feel like a giant gorilla. If I was to do anything further <clears throat> to this car, because yeah. it's got a tiny, tiny cockpit, I would make the seats. Different. I would adjust the seats to be an inch to two lower um, and I would get a little camber on the rear uh, mm-hmm. of the of the seat back, 
and then you would you would probably be sufficiently down and comfortable that I, I there's a picture that uh, Paul Kramer from uh, Auto Kennel took of me, and it looks like I am draped over the steering wheel. Which I saw that. I thought you looked great in it. You know, and but it could be because I'm watching my brilliant friend on HBO, which is uh, a lady drama, but with the most amazing Fiats and Alfa Romeos and cars. I watch it. My wife loves it. I like looking at all the cars. And, it, and there are all these scenes where these goony gorilla gangsters are getting out of these little Fiats, like five of them out of this tiny car. They're, they're, the, it really is like set the stage for this car. But when I saw you in it, you look like one of those characters, like this car could be in that drama. A goony, a goony <laughs> mafia guy. Yes. But you wouldn't, I would take the word brilliant out. You would just be my goony friend. My goony mafia friend. <laughs> my goony mafia I would, friend. I would unfold myself and get out of there. But the, it, it just, it's a gentleman racer, you know what I mean? So it, like the day you were wearing it, you had your Italian sunglasses on, you had a collared shirt on, you've got the yellow lights and you're bombing around sunset. It looked fantastic. It looked like espresso, dude. It looked like the best, the finest cup of little coffee from the most expensive little coffee shop. It was, uh, it's a nice look, and it's a nice sound. And people are happy about this car. And it pe- makes people happy. Makes people happy. People, so many people, thumbs up. What year is it? What is that? That is beautiful. Oh, my God. Right. And it's not so easy to understand when you understand... When you, you know, you see what Rod Emery does or you see what Singer does, this is, this is Zagato doing that, except Absolutely. with Thought something with thing. a little more historical context, you know, something, a design that was done in 1959 versus, you know, uh, current day. Anyway, that is our review of the car. I don't know. Matt Farah wanted to take it out and review it. I think, you know, maybe we could do that. I'd like to do something a little more fun in the Petrolicious vein with it. I don't know what that means yet, don't you think? But some kind of way we could share the real soul of this car and the essence of it with a driving video. Right. Right. You know, it's more along the lines of what Magnus Walker does and uh, Petrolicious does. I don't know what that means even yet. What do you What do you think? There's got to be something there, right? Well, there's what you're saying is the car is more evocative than just a regular Matt and I show and, and just the Matt Farah's hooning kind of a road. No, he test. wants to review it. That's yeah. not what I meant. I felt I I, I want to share it. I just don't know what that who to do it with yet. I'm kind of thinking you and I should do something. Rather than hand that. it off to Jay Leno or hand it off to any of these other guys, why don't we? Why don't we make something of, of this thing? Okay, I'm make with it you. our own. Make our own thing, and right? we'll have Matt do a private review for us because I definitely a I want to see him get <laughs> in the told, car. I told Matt I don't think he can fit in the car. I mean, John Wilhite couldn't fit in it. You know, he had he hired some guy who drag races Volkswagens to drive the car. Uh, and the guy gave it, you know, the thumbs up, but then said, you know, this thing is faster than my drag Volkswagens. <laughs> yeah. And that was nice to hear. <laughs> that was a nice compliment. <clears throat> anyway, you know, Malibu's gotten uh, really wild. Have you noticed? It, it, I mean, it, I mean, it's really turned into a car holiday. 
this this virus thing out here. Like, remember when we were standing and we stopped for a moment, and then a guy in a dragster went by? What yes. was that? That it was a it was an early '60s <laughs> what I would call a gasser. I mean, it was it it looked like uh, actually it was really more looked like a Ford Lightning of some right. type. Where something that had been drilled out, uh, where they took out half of the steel, he had a big old hood scoop on it. Uh, but don't you find the whole dynamic so interesting? Like all of the car guys have come out of there. You know, they're they're putting all sorts of contraptions on the road. A lot of them are driving in a way they should not be driving. The police presence is times ten right now everywhere. Right. <clears throat> Isn't it the most interesting kind of time to kind of get out on the road? I, it actually, it, it's interesting in, in a very narrow respect, but I really didn't enjoy being out yesterday. It was too many people, and it, yeah. and it felt like stupid time yeah. to me. Like we all are going to be collectively stupid together and, and join. <laughs> and, and I figure, Ferriston, if I want to get something from a stranger, I'm going to do it in a different way. That it's a lot more fun than standing around. What are you implying, sir? Well, you can take the implication. You can draw your own inferences from that comment. If yes. I want to catch any bugs from anybody, well, it's got to be more fun than some guy in cargo shorts how bellowing at me. Yeah, that's you're right. That's not good. That wasn't good. I don't want bills to get shut down either. He needs. Yeah. He's staying open. He's serving the people of Malibu. Um, he's doing, he's you know what was fun? Was our virtual cigar with Jerry Seinfeld mm. Friday night? Was that, that really was yes. That was really fun. Jerry on the FaceTime lit up a cigar, and we had a jibber jabber for an hour and a half. That I can strongly recommend with your friends. Yes. Um, though the platform. I, Zoom is getting all the hype. Let me tell you something. Zoom is not the best platform for these group meetings, all right? The Cisco WebEx. Have you done anything on Cisco WebEx? Much better, much clearer, better audio, better picture. And then I did one the other day on Microsoft something or other. Um, you can look it up. They have some sort of conferencing, teleconferencing thing. That thing was crystal clear. Crystal clear audio, crystal clear video. And then, you know, it kind of feels like things are normal. You sit there with your friends. Everybody's kind of paying attention because you it's a call, so no one's fiddling around. And you have a nice chat. You light up a cigar. We had a nice hour-and-a-half car talk that, uh, I don't know, it carried me for a couple of days, Zuckerman. It was good. All it was right. definitely good. All right, quick before Doug DeMuro calls in, I want to talk about local skate shop Kingswell of Los Feliz because they've designed a custom Vans shoe as part of its Foot the Bill Program. And this program is really cool. It benefits restaurants, art galleries, music venues, and local and community-driven skate shops hard hit by the virus shutdown with custom-designed shoes. You buy the shoes and proceeds from the sale of each pair of these very special Vans custom shoes will go directly to the small business partners in this time of need. Kingswell is a proudly independent shop that supports brands big and small in the skateboarding community. Founders DJ Chavez and Patrick Melcher intend to return the love they received back to LA and the skateboarding community that has supported them since they opened 2013. So check it out. Visit Vans.com foot the bill Vans.com forward slash foot the bill and you'll see all of these really cool Vans slip-ons themed uh, with the businesses that they benefit. I saw the John and Vinny's uh, Vans slip-ons. And I'm going to get a pair. I can't get into John and Vinny's and eat. Even when they're open, they're always so busy. But I can put the shoes on. 
Uh, go to fans.com forward slash foot the bill and uh, check out what these guys are doing. It's uh, quite cool. Kingswell Los Filas. All right. Let's get uh, our friend Doug DeMiro on the phone. Um, you know who Doug is, right? He is a writer. He is a scribe. He is a columnist. He is a car guy. I think I met him. I'm going to call him while we're doing this. I think I met him um, when he was on Jalopnik. And I really liked his writing because he was always right about what it's really like to own a car, to have an experience with a car. Yeah, um, he had a lot of fun with that. He had a couple of kind of oddball cars that he would own right. for a year. Uh, and, and write about the experience of that. All right, we have a ring. <clears throat> Doug. Hey, Spike. Doug. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. Give me a second just to adjust my levels here. Zuckerman. Sure. I am here as to... well, Doug. It's Zuckerman. Can you guys hear me? Oh, Jess, we can hear you perfectly. We're recording, Excellent. by the way. We're going to leave all of this in, so don't say anything horrible. <laughs> say good. something horrible. <clears throat> Doug, where where are you? How are you? I, I I live in San Diego, where it's beautiful, and I'm good. You know, my life hasn't changed all that much with the whole lockdown <laughs> thing. I mostly just work from home and sit around anyway. Were you part of those uh, Pacific Beach protests? <laughs> I saw that. There, there, weren't, there weren't that many people. No, I was not. I was not one of them. <laughs> good, good for you. How long have you been out there? I remember you writing about that you had seen your dream house once on a trip to San Diego, and then it yeah. came up for sale, and then you bought it and you moved there. Am I right? Yeah, no, that is right. No one ever asked me about that. That that is exactly right. I, I years ago, my wife and I were on vacation in san diego and we saw a house that we just loved and and uh we had no interest in moving to san diego or anything and then uh over the years it sort of developed that way and the day we found out we'd be moving to san diego it listed for sale it was like no way fate but so we moved out here about two years ago wow and uh and you want to, you want to sell that house? Are you interested in selling? <laughs> I don't think I will. I don't think I will ever leave. This is it. <clears throat> so you went from New York, right? So let's go back. You started at Jalopnik, right? Where where did I? You and I were going to do something together, and I don't quite remember what it was. But yeah, I just you, know I was excited about it. Well, you initially reached out to me because you wanted to talk to like Pat Wilson, who's my friend, the drummer for Weezer, about doing right. something for a car matchmaker. Oh, and right. That's, that's right. Yeah, that was going to be a... I was really excited about doing that show. That's right. I was going to pick a car. You were going to pick a car, and he was going to pick right, a car. Right, right. Yeah, right. right. So yeah. I, I was actually... I was in Philly, and so moving from Philly to San Diego is the biggest upgrade in the history of... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever spent much time there, but... Well said. Yeah. Well, look... You know, I wanted to have you on the show because I'm really impressed with your YouTube channel and what you're doing. I uh, am always telling these guys, I feel like you're the next Jay Leno. And I want to oh, be the first to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. you I have, appreciate you've that. You've got 4 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. You uh, do these reviews that I think are uh, very relatable and uh, very accessible. Uh, people uh, love you despite your outfits and if i may <laughs> quote jerry seinfeld please press doug on his wardrobe he makes sandler look like noel coward 
<laughs> yeah, well, you know, the thing is, I get emails about this all the time, and people say, dress better. And I say, I got three and a half million subscribers. I'm getting 30 million views a month. I don't need to. I'm good. I'm going to wear what I want. You, you make your YouTube channel. You can dress however you want. I think that's why people like you, because you're not so overly concerned with the sweat or the Sandler clothes. I mean, obviously, Adam Sandler knows what he's doing, right? He knows how to make right. himself accessible. And Kevin Smith with the big hockey shirt that he no longer occupies because he's so thin. But um, no, I don't think you should change at all. I'm just kidding. you. Well, I, wanna, I also I want to be clear. I'm not. It's not like an act to make myself accessible. Like I want to wear a damn T-shirt and shorts. You know what I'm saying? And I used to go to an office every day and I'd have to dress up in a button down and slacks and do that whole thing. And I got out of that. This is the greatest dream in the world. I don't have to do that shit anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> and you know, and that's part of the event. When you move from the East Coast and you move to a place like San Diego, you are entitled. It's almost a must to dress the way you're doing. <laughs> year round. Yes, year round shorts guy. You, just, you, you know, there are things I miss about the East Coast, but I'm standing outside on my patio here and I don't, you know, I don't miss it all that much. I was doing this in February. It's pretty nice. Just please don't wear socks and sandals. That will be one <laughs> step too far. <clears throat> Where I'm looking at your channel here, and I'm looking at all of the reviews you've done, and I'd love to talk about some of them because there are lo so many cars here that I'm so jealous that you've had access to. Right off the bat, the the new Porsche 935. Mm. Yeah. How, how do you get a car like that to talk about? Well, you know... I put in my videos, you know, just email me if you have a cool car. And a lot of these people will do that. And so I think it's kind of snowballed. Initially, people would email me with like Raptors and stuff. And now I'm, you know, I did an XJ220 last year, the 935. We had Jay Leno's McLaren F1. We did. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's crazy. Now, we didn't drive the 935. I have a rule that I won't review a car unless I can drive it. But because the 935 is not street legal, I wasn't going to be a realistic thing to run a track for the day or whatever and do that. So that was one of the very few cars where I made an exception. What did you think about it? I mean, obviously, folks can go and watch the video, but if they're listening now, this is a mostly a Porsche-centric podcast. So right. give us your impressions of that car. I thought it was – I thought it was. I'm actually not a big race car fan. I'm, I really prefer road cars. I think conforming to regulations and stuff is a really hard thing to do, and I find it to be very, very interesting. And, um but so I went in kind of bored. I was like, yeah, it's a race car and I'm not that whatever. I'll do it because it's hot and new. But actually, I thought it was really cool. It was such an interesting, so many weird things they had to do to change a GT2 RS into something way more special. And there are some very odd things. Like it has a key fob, the normal Porsche key fob, like you get with a Macan, except none of the buttons work because it doesn't have locks or a trunk. <laughs> and there's all sorts of weird things about it. But it seems, it seems really, really, really cool. And you could fit in it just fine. How tall are you? I'm 6'4". I could fit in it just fine, but getting in and out was really, really hard. Probably the hardest I've ever experienced. So you don't want to be a racer at all? You don't like uh, spinning around the track? I enjoy track driving, but I just... Track cars don't do well on my channel. I don't find them to be all that exciting. Just me personally. It's just not a... I'm not a track car guy. So what... I'm looking at all the stuff you have here. The, the Turbo S Coupe, the 2020 Porsche yeah. Cayenne Turbo S Coupe. Yeah. How does that do on your channel? How does that do with Doug DeMuro? Uh, you know, that did well. New SUVs are just so hot. Everybody wants to watch SUV videos. I can't put enough SUV videos really? out. Really? Wow. Um, that I mean, this is me. where the world is now. 
Well, is that because you feel like you're, I mean, yeah, you're, you're saying that, Zuckerman, because what we put on Instagram, right. if we ever put that stuff on there, it's zero interest, right? right? There's yeah. none. It's but I think that's just, that's his audience. That's your audience. Your audience, it sounds like, are people who are actual consumers who actually buy these things. By the well, way, I can, I can hear that crow in the back. If you have a tangerine to throw at it, I'm trying to teach Zuckerman how to deal with birds. <laughs> Aren't those the most annoying things in the world? I just, we, were bega- we began the show talking about a bird waking Zuckerman up at three in the morning, and now... Yeah! Yeah. I'm so tired of it. Why not a white noise machine? I don't understand, you guys. need to move to a place where they don't have trees or animals of any variety and can just hang out in silence. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the uh, my my channel kind of runs a weird line between in market shoppers and enthusiasts, so I have to put up videos that appeal to both, um, and somehow they're both popular. So I can do an SUV like I did the Hyundai Palisade, and it got two million views. And then the next week, I did a Lancia Delta Integrale, and that did really well too. And so it's kind of this weird fine line that I I'm not really sure how it all happens, but it works out pretty well. All right, let me ask you this: <clears throat> the 2020 Ferrari F8 Tributo, a car I'm interested in. Yeah. What? How'd you get it? One. And what was it like? <laughs> Did you love the, it? Uh, I have a couple. Ferrari doesn't doesn't work with me. Um, uh, I generally don't work with the automakers. Period. I prefer right. private owners and dealerships. Um, so a guy contacted me who got the first one from his dealership, and so I went and filmed that. It was great. I mean, it's really awesome. It's just kind of a little bit of an evolution on the 488. It wasn't the full redesign that i think a lot of people were hoping for um but it's an awesome car it just sort of feels like a a little bit more of a tamer pista wow that's interesting that's that sounds like a really nice car (laughs) yeah (laughs) a tamer pista would be perfect because i was kind of a disaster right no i would i would daily a pista i love that car (laughs) i i'm in totally in love with the pista and would drive it like i drive the gt2 rs but what, what just, do you guys? What do you guys daily? Well, today it's the Zagato. I came in the Zagato, no, and Zuckerman came in a GT2 RS. Man, that's a, kind of the dream. But these dailies are different than the normal dailies. Like, <laughs> I'm usually I'm running around LA going to meetings, and that's not happening. They all take place on the computer now, so I really don't need anything, you know. So now we can drive whatever we want. We can't. So, like, uh, when I'm not in the Zagata the last few days, I've been driving my 71 Series 2A and my old motorcycle oh, yeah. and just bopping around because there's hardly any traffic. Nice. I, it, you, know, I, you know, I have a 97 Defender. I do know that. It's a terrible car. Yes, <laughs> I do know that. But it looks terrific. <laughs> right. It looks well, cool. Well, have you got it sorted, or does it continue to break down as they want to do? I, I think it's it's kind of like this house we bought. There's never a period where you're done. Right. You're just kind of perpetually fighting to stay above, <laughs> you know, in a, in a reasonably okay position. Right. There's, every time I take it in for an oil change, they say, do you want to wait with it? And I say, no, because I know you guys are going to find many other problems that I will want you to address. That's hilarious. <laughs> they always do. Labor of love. Have you driven it south of the border? <laughs> no, no, no I way. haven't done that yet. I'm nervous about taking a valuable car down. Is really? that is that something I can do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a problem. Mm, down just there. just bring a shovel so we can find you when they bury you in a hole <laughs> to take your car. I'm, I'm just a little worried about that. Oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll start with something more reasonable. One of these days, dog, I will be your tour guide down there. 
You oh, can good. Get I some, would love that. You get amazing drives down there. And all speeding tickets can be fixed on the spot for 20 bucks. Really <laughs> my kind of a place. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to bring the 4GT down there. Maybe that needs to be a... Yes, a, absolutely. Get, get in the hole, Mr. Zuckerman. What? <laughs> I thought I could fix this with 20 bucks. Get into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> now, so wait, let's talk about that 4GT. How is that? Are you, are you putting miles on that car? Yeah, I'm driving it a ton. I'm driving it more now than I was before all this because my friends and I are organizing these like drives on Saturday morning and right. just kind of driving and then going home. And it's perfect. We don't see each other. We don't talk to each other. We just kind of show up in a spot and drive. And That's nice. That's what we need to kind of figure out up here in Malibu. Because here in Malibu, the idiots are getting out of the car and jibber-jabbering. And that's yeah. uh, that's the part that I think is making a lot of people uncomfortable. But the cars... Has there been any enforcement up there of all this stuff? Tons. The 405 yeah. is lit up like a Christmas tree with uh, laser guns and everything else. The yeah. uh, the officers, the CHP, and the sheriffs are up in the canyons. Lots of reports oh, really? of speeding tickets. They've got so they Brent. knew people would do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, Zuckerman and I were discussing earlier in the show, we saw a guy in a dragster on the PCH light up the PCH. <laughs> <laughs> kind of one of those short wheelbase American dragster cars. Early like, 60s. Early 60s. Early 60s lightning. Got on it, and I went, what the fuck? is he the front <laughs> wheels came up what that's the attitude that amazing that's the attitude of car guys in california and it's fun and i'm i'll be honest with you i'm on both sides of the issue i love it and i'm also like hey maybe we should calm down a little bit yeah yeah i will say my friends and i did a drive up to pch in in, in orange county this weekend an unbelievable number of cars down that stretch you know newport beach and laguna right. beach just insane and there wasn't anything you couldn't see every every other car was a ferrari or a you know, whatever. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. Big Lambo country down there. Lambos and Ferraris. What year is your Ford GT? Uh, it's an 05. And what's your, color, what's your color scheme? Unfortunately, dark blue with white stripes. I, I really wanted that. Wow, that's great. Heritage. That's not an unfortunate. Yeah. That's I the way so. I would have ordered it. <laughs> A lot of people say that to me, but I wanted the Heritage one. That's the coolest one. Oh, of yeah. course. Okay, yeah. Well, we know of one, don't we, Zach? No, Heritage, is, Her that's not a Heritage package. Oh, it isn't? No. Right. The heritage was that golf colors, you know, the oh, light blue right, with the right, orange. Yeah. yeah. Those were selling those, pretty well, those cars. They, they went sell up for like another $100,000, yeah. which I think is ridiculous for a color. So. Right. Now, how does a fellow your size get in and out of that car? Well, you know, I always tell people it was a, it was made for Americans, and so Americans can fit in it just fine. So I actually have no problem. I, I It's a little hard to get in and out because the doors are a disaster with the door roofs. Yeah, you, right. do you but, bang uh, your head a lot? Yeah, I did initially, and now all my passengers do every time. Even when I take my dog in, and even he bangs his head. <laughs> I love seeing. I've seen someone close their head in the top of that door, which is very amusing. <laughs> that happens. It's so bad. Everybody it gets their head. You pinch really their head. <laughs> Sharpen the edges yes. and just Moise and cut his own head off. Be like, well, it's your fault. I warned you. Well, this is a unique opportunity, Zuckerman. Ask him about a bunch of cars, just how they drive, and you can just give your off-the-cuff impressions. All right? I'm, yeah. Because so much of uh, what you've driven and you have up on your YouTube channel, I'd love to know about. There, but, was, there was a car. You, what was it? You wrote a book, bumper to bumper, about owning uh, a, a car. Yeah. Well, I wrote the, the book was about like various different car experiences that I've had, the various different kind of funny stories and that sort of thing. All right. Here we go. The Tesla Model Y. Yeah. What, is That's, that a car that came from Tesla, or was uh, they delivering those already? No, they they just happened to deliver the first shipment in San Diego. We got really lucky. So that, I remember wow. it was like the first video up. 
Um, what is the idea? That, I just because I don't, I haven't done any research in that car. Is that car? Is it uh, like a, a smaller version of the Model X? Is it a no? Large... It is literally, it is literally a Model Three, but taller. In fact, they they advertise that it shares like seventy five percent of the parts with the Model Three. Okay. So the interior is the same. It, it's basically a Model Three for people who need a little bit more space, mm. and that's exactly what it is. And it's great for that. It's like a, a size of an X three or a Macan or something like that. And how is the space delivered? Like just up brightiness it's it's they built the model 3 up more i mean well, uh, they actually the car has the exact same seats as the model 3 but right. with they're on they're on little platforms so they're like four inches higher it's that kind of thing like everything that they could carry over they did carry over so Weird. it feels like a crossover more than a sedan right and it is it's it's higher up and it has more space and the seats fold down and give you more cargo room and blah 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 copy all right the new turbo 2021 911 turbo 992 which you got yeah. into. Yeah, I thought I mean I thought that was great, but you know, an evolution of the turbo generally. It's just, it delivers a lot of the same basic stuff. It's insanely fast, it's really nice. Um, but you're gonna get destroyed on value, you know, resale probably, as opposed to like a GT three or an RS that hold better. Mm-hmm. But the upside is you don't have to put up with the ride and the, all that. All right, the new Fisca Karma. Oh, <laughs> this car. <laughs> that was a. I actually that was a 2012. That was oh, it was. It's one of the old not ones. the newest one. Oh uh, boy, that car is an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, I've seen them. I watched them go out of business. <laughs> I have never been in a car that was that large that had such terrible rear seat room. I literally could not fit in the back seat of that car. Um, but now they're making them new again, right? They're making them new again. It's a different company. And but it, they've got the same everything, the same powertrain and all that. And they've just improved the tech, I guess. So huh. they're More in bad Who knows? They were at Barrett-Jackson, and I looked at the cars, and they looked pretty decent. I, I still don't understand why they have a lot of brightly, uh, the, uh, what, the metallic flake in the paint. A lot of their stuff is like Schwinn bicycle metallic paint. <laughs> Big <laughs> chunks of reflective, you know, it, you know what well, I'm saying? It's just, it's, it yeah. doesn't seem like a car color. It seems like a bicycle color. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's a 10-year-old design. It's, so they're trying to get anybody to get into it any way they can. Maybe. And, it's a, and it looked like it was designed by a 10-year-old. It's like a 10-year-old's <laughs> idea of what a car should look like. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I never thought they were attractive, but most people think they're really beautiful. Yeah. Now, here's one. Look at what he drives here. Um, two months ago, he drove the Oldsmobile Silhouette. You like that? <laughs> a really weird luxury. I don't have the rest of the title here. Do you guys oh, remember minivan. those vans? I... I, I'm guessing I've seen one on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> those vans, those vans were classic. Do you remember those things? Any, there is not a single kid in the in the mid in the Midwest who doesn't have some memory. <laughs> we're <laughs> not from parents. we're we're East Coasters. Well, me, I'm not from the Midwest either, but I feel like that van was like the car. That was what all Midwestern families mm-hmm. aspired to. <laughs> Look at that. Boy, you really do drive everything. Here's a Ford F650. I've driven that. Those are super fun. Super truck. Gigantic <laughs> yeah. truck. Which you Very look bizarre. It looks smaller with you standing next to it because you're so tall. Yeah. The Aston Martin DBX Ultra SUV. Yeah, what yeah. What DBX is that all about? Yeah, what is that all about? Well, you know, that's their new SUVs. They're supposed to they're gonna try to take on the Urus and stuff. Kind of a tough time to launch that thing. Not the best economy. We'll see right. what happens. Boy, they're really always slow to it, right? Like their four-door uh, Aston, that was slow to market. They're just yeah. behind. 
Aston is a tough world to be in. They just get the resale is so bad. They're they're beautiful cars. They have a great brand name, but they've never really stood out. Well, they stand out in James Bond movies. Yeah. <laughs> I like the DB11. I thought it was wonderful to drive. Yet, I haven't bought one, but you know, right. I'm a Porsche guy. There's nothing you can really do. How do you about like it. that? How do you like that series uh, Land Rover swing? The old one? Yeah. Very tractory. It's it's one of those yeah. things, you know, with with this virus hitting everybody's walking in neighborhoods everywhere. And every day I've got somebody in my driveway taking a picture of it, you know, so yeah. the exterior styling doesn't match up with the driving experience, though. Yeah. Right. So it's this beautiful thing. And, and lots of women go, oh, that's what I want. But if they were to ever drive it, they'd realize they're saying they want to drive, a mo- you know, a lawnmower, a ride. On that, lawnmower. Is, I tell, that is exactly what I tell people. People come up to me and they say, oh, I want one of these. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm saying, no, you want one because you think it's going to drive like a Range Rover. Yeah. No, but it, does it doesn't. Not. Now. Now, by the way, I like the way it drives. I've been driving it every day, and I like the slowness of it. And I, I, yeah. I, I like trucks like that. I wish I and had that's some. You're, you're the perfect person for it because you have to be willing to put up with that. Yeah. To have it, and there... so many people who want them aren't willing, and they get no. them and they have it for six months, and they say, "Oh, this isn't what I hoped." So it would I grew, up, I grew up fishing, and when I could, I would fish at the beach. And when I was on the beach, I would see these old Land Rovers going on the sand chasing bluefish. And I, yeah. you know, with a, you know, and I even did this on my Jeeps in New York. I would put a piece of wood on the front bumper and put pole holders on it. So in New York City, if you went by yeah. my apartment, you'd see this weird Jeep with pole holders on the front of it because I was trying to capture that. And, and when I came out here, I go, I'm going to get I'm going to get that Land Rover and I'm going to yeah. do this and I'm going to ride on the beach and I'm going to chase bluefish. I'm on the yeah. wrong coast right now. I can't do it. But, you know, I put a little Massachusetts sticker on the bumper and it makes me feel uh, it reminds me of home and I feel good about that. And I, I, and I like everything about it. I back to Nantucket every summer to drive on the beach out there. And that's where they're, yeah. you know, if you've been out there, I mean, that's where they're, that's their natural habitat. There's hundreds and hundreds of them out there. Yeah, right. Exactly. That would be the dream to someday make it back there. <laughs> Bring the old Trust truck. Me, it's way it easier to ship it. It is? Get a little I'm Lyme gonna, disease, and then I'm never going to drive that thing a long distance ever again. I used to do that, and it's just such a nightmare. No, we had one on the set. Uh, Jerry bought one, and he kind of gave it to the staff to drive uh, when we were making Seinfeld. So we would be driving it from Studio City over the hill back yeah. to Hollywood. And yeah, you never knew. You never knew if you'd make it. <laughs> just, he's go, yeah. he went through two or three transmissions, a couple of engines, the whole body rusted <laughs> out. And then I don't know if you recall. You probably don't. You weren't even in L.A. But there was a guy with a yellow one in front of Hornberg Land Rover with a lemon law sign every day for months yes, and months. Yes, that was fantastic. This is a lemon. This is a lemon. That was fantastic. Remember him? Oh, absolutely. It was like Angeline. That, that girl. You Angeline, just, yeah. Because, and I was at 9200 Sunset. Right, that right. building right there. And he was there like clockwork. No he, way. Every day. Yeah. What did he expect? What did he expect? Did he not know going in? I don't know, but it made me want to buy one. Where it's like, it's like we got to get one of these. <laughs> I, and I think I may have told you the story before, but my friend Steve Levy had one, and every time he got the car back from the car wash, there was a handprint right in the windshield, right above the steering wheel, and he always wondered, "How, oh my God, every time I get the car back from the car wash, there's a handprint." 
it turned out that that handprint was inside the laminated <laughs> glass oh, no. between the in between the two pieces. <laughs> yeah, I mean the cars—they oh. were all built terribly. Yeah. But to me, that's part of the charm. But that's exactly why people who think they're cool looking should never have one, because right. you have to be willing to understand it's going to be the worst automotive experience of your life. And if you're happy about that, then you're good. It's you're, not, you're the right yeah, car. the worst kind of maintenance experience of your life, coupled with lots of pats on the back by the farmer's market crowd. Right. Oh, my right. God, I love your truck. <laughs> right. That, see, that guy at Hornberg didn't go in with his eyes wide open. He no. should have known for days. He needed a G-Wagon or a Land Cruiser or something. But I'll tell you, it did have an effect, Zuckerman, because people, whenever I say that I buy, because I, I drive Range Rover Sports, so I'm on, like, uh, my fourth or fifth one. I've never had any trouble except for brakes, and that's just because of the hills. But people always go, what about the reliability issues? The reliability yeah. issues. I always think it's that guy's fault. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be because of yellow Defender guy. I don't have any. It's a warranty. Everything's fine with that. And I have a I have a new Defender on order. I don't know when it's going to come, but I'm, I'm damn excited about that thing. Yeah. No, they're really cool. And you know, the guy who was complaining at Hornburg, if he had just held on to that car, it'd be worth double what he paid for it. So he should have just shut up and Maybe parked it in his garage. Garage. Somebody who knows that guy will tap him on the shoulder and tell him to get in touch with us. We should we should talk to that guy. Yeah, he, he was like, the, what was that guy's name? Douglas Woodruff, who who drove Dennis Ra- Woodruff. Dan, Dan, he was the Dennis Woodruff of lemon cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like when people do that. They should hold these guys accountable for it. And why? By the way, why didn't they just fix it? Right? Aren't lemon laws pretty strict, Zuckerman? You know this. Maybe world. not back then, and maybe they he was kind of a crank. Yeah. You know, we know we have some friends who swear. Like we have a friend, say Jeff, yes. uh, Jeff G, who believes that somebody put a marble in his dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had well, them. now that's going to get back to him. <laughs> I'm sure someone did put a marble in his dashboard. But you do. There, there is that psychology that goes along with you think there's something wrong, right? Right. There's and an you're interesting. Find it. Right. There's an interesting uh, sound in the Zagato gurgle from the exhaust pipe. Right. That it reflects forward and it makes you think there's something loose marbly under the dash but it's not right. it's just the gargly static from the uh sebring right. exhaust so if in the you're back. if you are wrapped a little tight certain cars could drive the right person crazy okay now i w- i'm gonna freely admit that last night on my series 2a drive my son i had my son revving the engine so i could find where this vibration was coming <laughs> from and i spent 45 minutes going god damn it where is this where's that where's that coming from and, and james like dad can i just go in i go no keep revving the engine and of course, it's now deep under the floor in the transmission somewhere. So. Uh, one of well, my that, most that satisfying. Sounds like Land Rover ownership. Yeah. yeah, there's a thousand of them, and every once in a while, I forget just to enjoy those things. Right, right. Because we could all have modern cars. Right. You know? Yeah. But where's the, where's the fun in having a Corolla? Right. Exactly. Um, I plan to send that car someday to Land Rover and have them redo it. I want you know. I don't know. Maybe it could be one of those funny African funerals. They could completely restore it and bury me in it <laughs> at the same I time. <laughs> I don't know that they'll make it better. That's the problem. Gonna... <laughs> There's so many uh, outfits like those guys in Portugal. Uh, you know, they, they, they take these cars now. They can really make them beautiful again and yeah. brand new. And you look yeah. at it and you go, well, maybe then it would be perfect. I mean, I've got 90,000 miles on mine right now, and it's making all sorts of noises. And The problem is they still ultimately drive like an old Land Rover. 
you know? And so no matter what they do to it, it doesn't really help the, address right. the main problem, which is you can't talk to your passenger when you're driving, you know, right. <laughs> you're going more than 40 miles well, you can, an hour. You can update them. Like, you know, Serio has that one in uh, Martha's Vineyard that's that beautiful green color that has a, a Mercedes diesel engine, right? Yeah, right. I do but wonder you're getting some of those into updated the whole ones, how good they get. Thing. Yeah, they, well, he, he loves it. He actually says it drives great. It does do yeah. away with the problems we're discussing. But I don't know. I'm kind of a purist. I've driven other um, Land Rovers and other series trucks, and they, they're yeah. a little smoother than mine. So yeah. that's why I'm a little concerned. In fact, these were Series 2s, and I think I drove a Series 1 that drove even smoother. Even better. Yeah. You know, and, I, have, I have solved this problem. I got a convertible G-Wagon. You know about these uh-huh. things? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, an 80s vehicle, yeah. No, no, they made them until 2014, and they, they added, the beginning in 96, you could get it with a power top, and so mine has a conver- a power convertible top, really? and the 5-liter V8 from the regular G500, and so you just put the top down, and you can cruise, and you put it back up, and so it's, it's like a Defender, but it's far uglier. And it's much, a, it's a, a two-door or four-door? It's a two-door. They made them oh. as two-door, they made them as four-doors. Two-door coupes, I call them, and then two-door cabriolets. Wow. And not many people bought them because there's a very small market for such a vehicle. But if yeah. you ever want a convertible weird SUV that is smooth, yeah, that's how you those. solve the problem. Yeah, I've driven those. I love them. I'm trying not to look at the other stuff. I, I, I approach that truck like I do motorcycles. I just want one in the garage. Yeah, because I like those things, guitars, motorcycles and old trucks. I would just go bunkers. Um, Anyway, Doug, this was great. Yeah. Thank thank you you. for taking some time to check in with us today. Um, Yeah. Thanks for having me. The Spikes Car Radio fans were excited to have you on excited just in general to have a show. Excited to (laughs) see Zuckerman has not perished yet, though I anticipate it will be soon. Yeah. if you want to check out Doug's work, I'm sure you already know about it, but he's on YouTube, the Doug DeMuro channel. you got 4 million subscribers. His videos are all averaging over a million. He does a really accessible car critique that is easy to understand, how you will use these cars in your life and what they're like to live with. And it's great stuff, Doug. It's great. Thank you, Spike. I appreciate it. You're doing God's work. God's work. <laughs> well, thank you. I, that's how I view it. So thank now, God you came from Philadelphia to Point Loma. <laughs> now go buy a BB gun at Big Five and kill that crow like a man. Yeah. I want them gone. All of them. <laughs> and we will see you folks next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.